And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a little this. It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Hi guys, I am going to do my best to keep this brief. If I sound hushed, if I sound quiet, if I sound dreamy and snowed in, it's because all of these things are happening. It's about almost midnight on Wednesday night, um, more or less when I when I drop the podcast, I was going to say release, and then I thought drop sounded more street. Um, yeah, I'm just quiet because I'm in my house. I don't want to wake up the whole house with these intros, you know, and it's snowing out. It's the first big snow of Canada, Canadian winter, Montreal winter. I don't know. Canada's a vast land, but this is um, Montreal's first snow and it's all happening. There's just a little voice in my head. I look out the window and I'm like, and so it begins. And so it does. If you live with snow and winter, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, you don't. I can't. I can't. Right now, I can't explain it to you. Maybe it will be a question on an upcoming podcast and you can learn what it's like. I don't know what the question would be. Why? The question would just be why. The question would just be why. Why did anyone ever settle here? Why do we live here now? It's intense, you guys. But in any case, here we are. My guests on this week's podcast were Keith Waterfield and Lucy Letterhandler. Really fun people, really nice people. A couple, which you'll discover as we chat. Um, we had a fun question. We had a good time. I, when I asked Keith today how he wanted to be introed, um, he sent me a text. And I'm just going to go ahead and read these texts to you. He also texted me to say that it was our, in the middle of all this, he texted to say it was our 200th text between us. So I'm just acknowledging that as well. Happy 200 text to you, Keith. I'm glad that we hit that benchmark. And I don't know how you know that. My phone doesn't tell me that. But in any case, I hope you hand counted. I hope you've been waiting for this day. So this is an intro for Keith and Lucy, and then we'll just get right into it. Keith wrote this. We live, work, and play in the arts. We ride the lines between legitimacy and vagrancy. Lucy likes dragons, and I like dinosaurs. We cook a lot. We also love slippers and pajamas. Sometimes she makes the coffee in the morning. Sometimes I do. It's important because we have a French press, and we have to boil the water and grind beans. So that's that. I told him I was going to read that word for word, and he said nothing. I was going to say he said do it, but I, I interpret his lack of response as permission. Guys, what's your damage? The question is, what's your damage? Oh, good question. <laughs> that you guys just thought of on the porch a few moments ago. Well, there's a lot of things we want to cover here with this question. Yeah, I think, are we just, are we talking about, is this question from you to me? Or is this question general, for, like, you know, what's your damage? And are you also going to talk about your damage? Or are we just focusing on my damage? I don't know yet. I'm happy to just focus on your damage. <laughs> but it'll probably come up. You know, I'll relate. I'm a, I relate in conversation. Okay. And when people share vulnerable things with me, I tend to up the ante. And sometimes to an uncomfortable level. Oh, good. I have yeah. really specific damage. Can I start? Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. I have a hard time telling people things I think they don't want to hear. That is actually That's very true. Yeah. What, type of things, um, what type of things are you talking about? Um... So, uh, somebody will, like a friend of mine will be coming back from a 
trip to visit their um, long distance significant other and they'll be coming back on the Saturday and I happen to know that I won't be in town for that weekend. I just don't tell them that I won't be in town because I know that they won't want to hear that, that that will be kind of bad news. Often I'm wrong. This is why it's specifically worded <laughs> things you think they don't want to hear. Right. Because my friends are mostly grownups right. who can deal with the fact that their friends have lives and I'll just hold on to it. So tell them, oh, I'm actually not going to be in town a day before. Right. Yeah. So just avoid situations maybe? Yeah. I, I wonder if this is similar. I think I only realized like today, today. <laughs> Now, no, no, like no today, ago. like earlier today, that I c- communicate with people in a very over-the-top kind of way, and I think I bring a lot more emotion to every interaction than needs to be brought. Um, maybe in that same way, because I project, I forget that people are grown-ups and they just handle their lives, that it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my girlfriend had to cancel something, and she she canceled it, and she said, oh, what do you think about this message? And the message was like, oh, hey, sorry, I'm having a hard time sleeping lately, and it's going to be hard for me to get up in four hours and do this thing. Uh, can we reschedule? And I was like, yeah, it sounds okay. I mean, if it was me, I would emphasize the, like, <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. And I might say something about my life being off the rails. And <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's not necessary. Uh, I think that's the same message I got from you when we postponed this for 30 minutes. Is it? Did I? What? Did I? Was I like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're going to have to make it 30 minutes later because you're working on your uh, web series. Yeah, I had a, I had a last minute uh, call to send over some dialogue. Wow. Some tiny pineapples. But I'm at home. Like, I'll be at home like, oh, my God, I can't organize my time and I'm the worst person and things spin out of control. That's The lateness is really interesting because I used to be really punctual Mm. and and then slowly as life happens and as people kept always being late, I kind of learned to always be late. And um, so the apologizing for not being punctual started out as um, I did everything I could to get there on time. I'm going to be 15 minutes late and I didn't feel bad about it. Now it's kind of a standard thing. I do the same thing. I'm so sorry. Almost like it makes me on time. If yeah. I know that I was supposed to be on time. No, if you just feel bad enough yeah. about it, it's yeah. okay. And I wonder sometimes if that's why that I do have a problem with being late. And I think it serves two functions. One, fear of abandonment. If I'm the last one there, it's not like I'm going to be there waiting for someone else to show up. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on worse. that one. And the second thing it does is keep me in this perpetual feeling of like, I'm bad, I'm wrong, I, I did something wrong, I'm bad. Because I, I just always arrive like, oh, sorry. Like this really lower status kind of person. Mm. We dug right into it. I am sharing. Let's hear about uh, your damage, Keith. Well, there's the fear of abandonment. That's uh, that's certainly a thing. Yeah. That's a thing that, you know, as, as much as I try not to uh, acknowledge it, it's like it comes up. Uh, you know, uh, either in joke form or in, you know, actual things that, that, you know, I get upset about on a day-to-day basis. Um, yeah, I, uh, that, that's funny for me. It's, um, leaving. I have a, tar- a hard time leaving places alone because I feel like if I leave alone, I might just always be alone. Like if I leave alone <laughs> once, I'm never having company again. Oh, So that, it's it's taken me a long time to learn, like, just leave. You mean, like, if you're at a party? If I'm at a party or, or elsewhere or whatever, oh, you know, like, really I, I just, like, I'd rather wait it out for people to be like, oh, oh, you're taking the Metro too? Okay. And then I get frustrated when said person is not leaving at the same time with me, but, like, no prior agreement. Right. Just me being like, yeah, sure. Uh, and what they don't understand is that 
I'm actually thinking if I don't leave with someone, I'm just alone. I just feel alone. That's really interesting. It's, it's, straight, it's something that I've only recently thought about, uh, like in the last week or so. Um, but there, there, there is a thing. I have this. Uh, so it's, it starts with my bio dad, uh, who was just never in the house. Right. Uh, like uh, my mom and him weren't together from before I was born. I know exactly what you mean when you say bio dad, but I pictured like bio. <laughs> yeah, like not as cool <laughs> as the uh, as bionic. like as bionic yeah, dad. Bionic yeah. dad. No, no. Uh, bio bio dad is just uh, you know the man who pitched the sperm. He's yeah, exactly. the uh, yeah and the uh, mom fucker. The mom fucker. The motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and he had this thing. So not only did he abandon me as a child and abandon uh, my mom. Apparently, no. Apparently, they did live together short for a short period of time when I was born. And the story goes that he left um, when I was like a year old. And the story gets where it's like in the middle of winter and it was the only house on the road and I was a sick baby. Oh, Jesus. And then he just left and canceled the phone at the same time. Shut it. And took all the food. This is the story that I hear and from my... took all the food. That seems... Yeah. That's in a sled yeah, pulling by the only house on the road. <laughs> took the car and just wow. left. And that's the story that I've heard from my mom, you know, gr- growing up. And uh, I was like, oh, that's like, fuck that guy. He's stupid. But as, um, you know, as, as a toddler, like between the ages of three and about... Eight, uh, I, I I was in communication with him, but he would do this thing where he would call and he would say like, "Hey, I'm uh, coming to pick you up this weekend." I'd be like, "Oh, great!" Oh no! And I would like set my get my bag ready yep. Friday after <laughs> Friday afternoon and sit on my front stoop yeah. and just wait for him, and he wouldn't show up mm. and wouldn't call. And then the next morning, I would just get up as early as possible, sit on the front stoop and wait. And obviously, this went on the whole the whole weekend, and he uh-huh. just never. Never arrived. Classic. Classic. <laughs> oh. Classic comedian story. Oh, it sucks so and, bad. And, um, you know, then I'd hear from him like a month later and it would be the same, the same thing until I was, I think it was 10 when I was 10. And like, I did, it's not that I never saw him. Well, like, let me ask that, you this. Did your mom, was your mom bad mouthing him at that time or was she trying to just like let you figure out your own lessons about him? No, she was, she was doing a bit of both. Yeah. She was doing a bit of, I, she put me in the therapy and kept insisting that like all of my depression and sadness was based on him. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman who had been abandoned as well. Of, of course. Like yeah. Yeah. A um, grain of salt is not hard to identify. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that that led to the, this like expecting him to come and then just like believing that he will come mm-hmm. and then and knowing that or sort sort of knowing that he's not going to come led into uh, my stepdad. Uh, I, I remember this very specifically. We went to the store, and he left me in the in the car as he went in to go buy cigarettes. And I was afraid that he wouldn't come back uh, from the store that we were parked in front of. Like he would abandon me and the car and everything else. Like I just like that's yeah. what I thought would happen. I I'm going to interrupt just for a moment. Sure, I'm get right you, back into it. But okay. did you ever see the television show Punky Brewster? Yes, I did. Okay, because they planted that seed in the heads of children everywhere. Do you remember the whole premise of the show Punky Brewster was that her mom went into like a shopping area and just left and left her and the dog. And then it was like, 
I don't remember how the theme song went, but whatever it was, it was like, Punky Brewster, she's a spunky little orphan. And it was like, no, her mom abandoned her in a shopping mall. Like, that was a thing that could happen. And then she was just cared for by an elderly man. Oh, then some creepy old dude just took her in. The whole premise of that She had a friend who got locked in a fridge once. I remember that. In the alley. I'm terrified of fridges because of that forever. But in any case, I'm just trying to say, there was popular lore in addition to your own personal experience to make you feel like, all right. Yeah. Classic children's stories are about orphans too like when we worked with Verdell elementary kids at one point I was like so are their parents going to show up and they were like no that's not what happens in stories that we get to make up we're all orphans obviously yeah like there's just this this standard of uh, because every classic children's story is yeah. it's about an orphan so now I feel less original no 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 not at all like, we're relating uh, <laughs> okay so you're you're in a your dad goes into what my, said- my stepdad goes into a convenience store to buy smokes right and and I watch a man walk in after him, and then I, and I and I use that as a I was like okay that man went in after my dad so my dad will come out before, before this man yeah but then that man came out before my dad oh no and then I started panicking yeah and then I rolled down the window and started asking people who were coming to the store if they've seen my dad yeah. Which was... Which was... Was it this question? Have you seen my dad? Yeah, I was like, have you guys seen my dad? Like, because I just... You know, at the age of like, I don't know, seven or eight, you think everyone knows like... Yeah. What's what's his name? Dad. You know, dad. He's my dad. He he has hair. He's a man. Yeah. Have you seen him? And then eventually he comes out and is like, I think he's used the washroom before he went to buy his cigarettes or something. Right. But like, I was freaking out and then like... Jumping forward in my mind, I was like, I guess I have to drive the car home and raise the family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the man of the house now, apparently. Oh. But he came out. Did he ever know the, the drama that had gone on? No. No, no. Of course not. He just came back and I was like, okay. Okay, it's okay. All right, one more day of family. Yeah. Oh, God. That's a horrible way to live. When did you get over that? Or maybe you haven't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you so. like you're here with your girlfriend, your live-in girlfriend. Is that a phrase that people use? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know if she's live-in. I mean, we we, we took together. the place together, so it's what not like called? she's my live-in. What's it called? Co? What's it called? Cohabitation. Cohabitation. No, the, the common law. That's Codependent. No, not yet. It's only been uh, what two months. So after a year, your common law. I think it's six months. It's something ridiculously small. Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. in anyway, people need to share rent totally. But um, with taxes. Have you noticed this issues of Keith? Like, how does it apply to your relationship? I just <laughs> it's it's really easy to uh, just always be at the same place at the same time and leave at the same time. Okay, That's so it's just like, how it's always been you, since we decided that that was who we were to the other was the person you were going to show up with and leave with. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good and easy. That sounds really good and easy. Oh, it's great. You know, until... It's, it's terrifying and, and, because both of us have had, like... But, you know... Bad instances of, of being forced to arrive and leave with people. What do you mean? Well, previous relationships. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I certainly I had a relationship before where I was, you know, not allowed to stay out past a certain time or drink a certain amount, or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you were in a relationship. As Lucy pours another glass of wine. This seems like the perfect relationship. <laughs> I'm really curious how we come off <laughs> at the end of this. No, it's going to be great. So, but wait a minute. Your relationship 
this is the like seven year one yes okay and it was really like you had a curfew and you couldn't do certain things that seems crazy i mean i didn't have to sign in but i i was supposed to be i if i if i didn't make it home before last metro left the station so not last metro but the one before last metro if you didn't make it home before that, what would happen? Uh, there would be like a fight. There would be like an argument. There would be some uh, jealousy questions and, yeah. you know. Some jealousy some questions. Jealousy, some jealousy. <laughs> so much That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. What were you doing for all this time? What was so much fun? <laughs> that you couldn't... Uh, yeah. Not being with you. Would that be your answer? <laughs> no, party, no. <laughs> I'm going to say it was the party that was fun. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. The world at large. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that, so that was the thing. And, and, you, and you were certainly forced to leave places um to the point of fighting yeah. argument yeah 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 oh my last boyfriend um I, I i don't know if he did but it, it in retrospect maybe just didn't like my friends that much okay so there'd be a lot of moments when it would be like uh well you go i'm here with my friends you don't even need to come and, yeah and then it would become no if you don't come home with me then that means something huge. Oh, know? no, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 And then the the relationship before that um, was a man who didn't go out that much. Um, and in the end, that ended with me just being like, yeah, I don't think we're exclusive anymore. And we, we were cohabitating as well. Yeah. And I would, I would come home at like four in the morning after having... Done whatever. Done whatever. All oh. night as though, <laughs> as though it didn't matter because I was so sick of caring. Yeah. I overcompensated. Yeah. That's totally fine, but that's rough for him at home. Yeah. And, wow. I hope that, I hope I didn't just see into the future of the us. Of Well, this is why it's so terrifying is because I, every, there's always been kind of warning signs after, this has been like two years now with me and Keith, and there's always been these like, you know, this is going to be the thing that breaks us up at that point, but there hasn't been yet, and I'm afraid that it's going to be bigger. What do you mean? Oh, we I haven't had following. warning signs of breakups yet. Yeah. This is the reason we're going to break up, and therefore... Yeah, and we don't... Yeah. So far. I am not following you, and I wish I was. You're saying there haven't been warning signs? Well, every relationship we've ever had has ended. That's, that's the way it goes. Every relationship I mean, anyone's yeah. ever had has always ended. Except for people that are still together. Until the one that doesn't. Exactly. Which can sure. always end. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes. That's the crazy thing about it. Which, I, I mean, I assume that most end eventually... You know, at the very least, one dies before the other. Totally. Or at the most, not the least. <laughs> at the very least, you at get out of it with death. At the I least. Mean, if you have to. There is death in human mortality. Suicide is the option. Oh, no. suicide pact, double murder. What? I Maybe I'm drunk, you guys. <laughs> that was too quick. That I'm was much too quick. editorialize here and say that Deanne has had exactly one quarter of an inch. <laughs> guys, but I'm tiny. But I'm so little. <laughs> but all I ate today was pancakes. All I ate today was pancakes. I thought pancakes. you were pancakes. But gluten-free. Check this shit out. Are you guys ready for this? Let's not even talk about damage. Let's just get into it. Maybe I am drunk. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like yesterday, this is a way in which I'm fucked up. Yesterday, my girlfriend made me pancakes and she got up and she, she's, she's an excellent cook, but she doesn't do it often. We're not much for homemaking. We tend to party all the time, party all the time. I do her. know you as a partier. <laughs> do you know, Eddie? You Murphy? put the movie Teen Wolf to shame. Like, yeah, no, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> and, um, we don't home make, but so yesterday, Sunday, she's like, let's have a home day. She gets up before me. Makes me vegan, gluten-free pancakes. Fucking amazing. Goes out of her way to do it. 
They're delicious. It's a gesture of love. It's a gesture of kindness. It's a gesture of generosity. Why do I not perceive it as such? I do eventually, but my first thought is this. Oh, what has she done? What's she trying to make up for? Why is she compensating? Has she fucked up? Why is she being so nice to me? What's going on? Really, she was just making me pancakes. And the fact of the matter is, there's leftover batter, and I got to have them again today. Keith's in the bathroom, coughing, coughing up a lung. Are you okay, buddy? We've, we've self-diagnosed him with pneumonia. He's okay. Dear listeners, Let him breathe back him. all over the microphone, which I'm going to disinfect after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this. So today there was leftover pancake batter, so I got to have that. That's all I've eaten today, which is also... Pancake batter? Well, wait, as wait, a pancake. Did you make the leftover, or did she make the leftover? Well, the, there was leftover in the fridge. Yeah, I don't know, but did you cook? I got from... up and made it myself because she's. So, on do her you way think that maybe she door. was saving that for the next time she does something wrong, and then you just <laughs> took that from her? I know it's so horrible. You're but gonna like, have to communicate next time, girlfriend. Why does that have to be my f- default answer in my mind? Am I alone That's in this? Weird, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do, yeah, was well, someone's it, doing something nice for me, and instead of just yeah. appreciating it and going, "Oh, this is great," like. We're in love. I'm loved. This is a beautiful gesture. I'm like, what's going on here? No, no, no. Because we, did you grow up in a, in a family or do you have situations from your past where kindness is only because something wrong happened? It was like to distract you from the wrong? You not, know? No, not necessarily. But, and we can get into this, and I'm sure we will. I grew up in an alcoholic household where it was yeah. like, Every day was okay. Every night was a shit show. That's when people would get drunk and punchy. Um, so it was like, oh, when's the shoe gonna? When's the other shoe gonna drop? It's always like waiting for like what something bad's gonna happen. When's mm-hmm. that bad thing gonna happen? So it's like, oh, pancakes. <gasps> but what's gonna happen after pancakes? <laughs> as you're as you're eating the pancakes, yeah. and swallowing, you know, one of the berries. Are you bites. cheating on me? Is that what's happening? Is this why yeah. I'm getting this pancake? Yeah, it's horrible. It's a horrible way to live. We have to talk as your <laughs> mouth is filled with pancake. <laughs> we have to talk. Am I alone oh, in this? Okay. So um, my family was lovely growing up. Um, Get out. I know. I know. But no, listen. Uh, it's, it's true. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing them for the holidays <laughs> and stuff. Mm-hmm. weird stuff like that um and uh me and keith had a conversation recently um where uh he had he has this may i tendency um i know this because he tells me a month later that um he he just kind of daydreams about breaking up with me from time to time daydreams in what way keith can we go to keith for a moment oh no it's it's, it's more like um I think maybe similar to your, um, why am I giving, why, why do I have pancakes? Yeah. You know, there must be something wrong. I'm like, why do I have a nice relationship? There must be something wrong. Totally. Let's cut it off at the, let's cut it off before, before, you know, I get, I get more hurt or, or the abandonment thing. Like, oh, I'd rather just, we're at a good place right now. There we go. But, but then I get over that. I move past it. I move past it. I, I don't bring it up as much as I used to. Right. I thought you just didn't think it as much as you used to. <laughs> it just doesn't bring it up as that's much. That's what I mean. <laughs> I don't think about that's at it. Least that's the first step, though. At least not bringing it up as much as you used to. No, I know it's a, I know it's a thing. No, it, it was like the other night where I, was, where I was thinking about sleeping on the couch instead. Why? To spite me. Just what just, just nothing. Like, just silliness. <laughs> just... He was in a bad mood. I was in a bad mood, <laughs> and I and then... 
Lucy was upset that I was upset with her, and then I was like, well, if she's going to be upset with me for for being upset with her, then I'm sleeping on the couch is what's running through my head. It's such and a then, classic way to be as well. Like, I but the, but then, on the couch. But, I, but instead of sleeping on the couch or saying something, I was like, maybe just fall asleep and and then, you know, pull the crazy back. Yeah. Dream a little. And then I did. And then I woke up at 7 a.m. and was like, oh, she's still there. And I was still angry. And I was like, no, more sleep required. And then I woke up later and I felt great. Well, what was and the, happy. Well, what triggered the whole being upset in the first place? Uh, I, I was cranky because I was sick and we were out hanging out with friends and I was just cranky and being antisocial and tweeting about how much I hated the bar. Oh, oh, I, th- I might have responded to that tweet. You did. Yeah, when you were at, um, what's it called? St. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. To be fair, it was St. Elizabeth's on a Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. But you were you know, going on a different path of my neuroses. So go ahead. So the first time that he tells me that he has this like uh, thing, the next day he wakes up without any of the crazy and he goes, I'm so sorry. How did that make you feel that like, now you know that I have these thoughts all the time. And I was like, I'm good. And it really annoyed him. And uh, that you're like secure and yeah, I said, I, I just know, <laughs> I know that I'm lovable was the thing. Like, I know that I'm lovable. If, if I don't get the feedback from the person I've chosen, I will get feedback from these other people in the world because I know that I'm lovable. It's not like worthy of love. It's none of these things. It's just like that I'm a person that people can love. And so what I heard was <laughs> when Lucy says, I know that I'm lovable, I hear you're not lovable. Right, of like course. Like yelling at no, me. No, 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 no. I and I go, too. what's wrong with me that I'm not lovable? I, I heard it too, even with her just relating the story. I was yeah. like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, so that's, and then it took probably three or four conversations like this over the span of a year where I was like, oh, that's not what it means. It's not, she's not saying to me, you're not lovable. She's saying that she's secure. And, you know, like Lucy just said like well the thing is that it's easy for me because i was raised in this nice secure family i was unbullyable as well because Mm -hmm. nobody could affect me if anybody said anything mean to me i'd be like i'm gonna ride out this day go home to my family have a nice dinner yeah get in a stupid argument with my sister yeah you know wake up catch the bus it'll be fine as opposed to people that the people that are bullyable are people that are going home to families that don't have that right right um and that's where it started. Like the entire concept of being lovable was that uh, I had I had two friends um, at like the formative ages of like twelve to fourteen, and one of whom was a big math nerd, and she would show up with a milk mustache, and she had stringy hair and like stylized glasses with I fucking love this kid curly cues on them. I know, and I'm she's doing very well. <laughs> a milk mustache. They're they're both doing very well. They're actually both mothers now. Um, and the other one was this. Does that mean that they're doing well? No, like they're happy in their relationship. No, but someone fucked them and they popped out a baby. They're, they're, (laughs) you know, the golden ring of being a human. They're both 30 years old (laughs) with very happy adult families, which is a way that you can go. It's fine. I'm just laughing at Keith. Okay, please continue. Uh, (laughs) And uh, the other friend was super into pop culture and she was beautiful and she, and she, she went, to the right stores and and she cursed and she listened to pop music and like what a all these things and she was fully bullyable really even though she was very cool because she was going home 
um, to a to a household that wasn't that stable. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase. The by other the way. friend was truly like um, just awful. Like, I, like um, not awful. <laughs> Most beautiful girl in the world. Lovely, lovely person. But if it was a sitcom, she could have been a nerd, right? She was in the math leads. Milk, milk mustache. Milk mustache. Math leads. I heard at, it. At 12 years old. Like, Central casting. Neither of them had any curves on them. Exactly. Yeah. And she just walked through life with her nerdy little group of friends and, you know. I loved. I love that you just said fully bullyable. I love that phrase. <laughs> That's really cool. I think that should be on my tombstone when fully I do. Fully bullyable. Keith Waterfield. <laughs> fully bullyable. Fully bullyable. All right, guys. What's your damage? Okay, so I think abandonment. I think I'm a narcissist. No, you are not. You're not. I'm pretty. Tell self-ab- me how you think you are. I'm, I'm pretty self-absorbed. Everyone is self-absorbed. To the point where I think I am probably the best person in in the room. Like I think most of the people around me, not right now, obviously, but in most situations, I think I am the best person or the coolest person or the smartest person in the room. You do? I do. On, on like most most times, it's like oh, all these idiots around me. They're just all kind of idiots and they're stupid and they're annoying and they have these habits. Blah blah. blah. But 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 also. <laughs> sorry can you say that into the mic i'm not sure everybody heard you but but also while uh, while having that thought i also feel really insecure around all these people that i think i'm better than so it doesn't really make totally nailed it much sense (laughs) lucy excuse me sorry lucy just said look at you because i drank all you drank all the whiskey here's what's going on i was like i'm already drunk let's just go for it you know what i mean let's commit let's commit it's gonna warm your bellies Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, why don't you list my damage? Maybe I'm not so good at it. No, no. Wait, can we just take a moment as well? I have some young listeners, impressionable listeners. Oh, great. Drinking's not cool. How, how young are your listeners? I don't know. I, have, I know I have a couple of like young fans. I have some young fans. Right. And I just want to say that drinking's not cool. No, okay. no. It's uh, moderation for sure. Yeah. yeah. We only drink in moderation. Yeah. Really? Yeah, this is... But you uh, always drink. That's how I picture you guys. Sure, but... But we're always hanging out when yeah. you see us. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, though? I read, I read an article that um, couples with compatible drinking styles, whatever it is, if it's moderation, if it's over the top, if it's nothing at all, those couples tend to last. Like, it, that a drinking style is important, an important indicator of your compatibility as a couple. Hmm. I'm thinking about I, what... There, there is a goal to not be one of those couples that just makes out and pants with holes in the butt. Yeah, like like a Bukowski couple at Atwater Station. Did yeah. you say pants with holes in the butt? You know, with the like <laughs> the fat alcoholic ass that tears no. the pants. No, no, I don't over. know. Tell me more. Fat <laughs> alcoholic ass. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Please, there's a lot of calories in every <laughs> glass, and so you get weirdly fat. Okay. And then you have cheap pants, and they tear up the seam that runs <laughs> up the butt, <laughs> and they make out. In that park by Atwater Metro. Okay. I feel like this is maybe one couple specifically that you're referencing. This is a relationship that we used to be in when we didn't drink moderately. But now we've both, you know, we've... You two together? Yeah, now we don't have fat alcoholic butts. You just have holes in your pants? Oh, man. I used to be... I used to have such a big fat alcoholic butt. That's not true at all. Everybody knows this. You're so tiny. Oh, I hate that word. <laughs> I just said it because I love that word. To, to me, that word, there's a lot of tenderness you and love in that word. Porn on the oh my God, please. Could you tell everybody about that? 
I searched for Tiny the Documentary. Yes. On Pirate Bay. It's a confession. That's okay. Yeah, it's illegal. But it's oh, okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, no, it's okay because, you know, people just, the, it's a system that has to rework itself. Not exactly. Us. Yeah, it's the way of the future. Um, and all the banner ads that had always been adult chat webcam things turned into hardcore PNV. Having searched for the word tiny. Tiny. Which is tiny. crazy. Why you know tiny? Word? I just looked up um, uh, how to do body, theatrical body makeup for, um, uh, what's it called, seclusion? Seduced. Seduced? What do you um, mean? What's seduced? Is a Sam Shepard play that's based on Howard Hughes at the end of his life. Okay. And so he's supposed to be this emaciated old man, and it was done by Racist Stakes Theater. You mean so to emaciate someone with body paint or something? Yes, exactly. Okay, so wow. to do like theatrical makeup. and You mean like if someone had a fat alcoholic ass, <laughs> and you needed to make it emaciated? Yes, exactly. Okay. Like, you know, where do the dimples go? Right. Where, where do you make these wrinkles instead right. of swollen tumors okay and all that um should we look at that text we will in a minute <laughs> uh so i was trying to make and, and so raise the stakes theater is all dawson graduates dawson college graduates and so i i kind of assumed that the person i was going to be body painting was going to be um you know 20 max and i think he was 18 i'm not sure but he was a young virile man and i spent a lot of time trying to make his Pecs. I assume he doesn't even work out and he has youthful, youthful body. I don't know. He was 19 and he was, uh, you know, the point, not lived a hard life. Right. The point is, I googled body makeup emaciated old man because mm-hmm. um, I was trying to do an old Howard Hughes thing and every single one was a beauty tip. I you googled these words. Emaciated body makeup. Okay. And they were all beauty tips. That's fucked right? up. Right? Yeah. YouTube tutorials about how to like paint your belly to make it look like you're a little more emaciated. Are you kidding me? No. Wait a minute. So who's this for? This is for people that are seeing you naked. Or pe- people that are wearing or if you're wearing really like a revealing short things. shirt or something. Yeah. Or maybe, it, maybe it was about like sucking in your shirt. cheeks. I don't know. That's really fucked up. Isn't it? A halter shop? I, I just kept going because I was like, there's no way every single thing is a beauty tip. When I'm going emaciated. Are you telling me this? Are you telling me that women are painting their bodies in addition to their faces? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't click them. Okay. I don't know what the viewership was. But emaciated was. is a thing that people are aiming for in the world of Emaciated quote, is a thing that Google translated into skinny. That's... F- which the world translates into just thin and healthy. That's really messed right? up. Emaciated. Emaciated. And that is Google's damage. That is Google's damage indeed. Google's damage is crowdsourced. Mm. the world is damaged i think we've learned a lot today i think we have too but i'd like to keep going can we keep going oh sure i mean we're at 37 minutes but if you want to keep going i want to keep going i want to see what else we can get into so i'll just ask the question again what's your damage okay keith doesn't know that he's lovable oh yeah no that's the thing you actually don't know well i mean you i assume Okay. Sometimes that Lucy likes me more than she likes other people. <laughs> I mean, she must. She spends a lot of time with me. She does. Putting up with my shit and, uh, and whatnot. But look at your cute face and your sweater. Oh. <laughs> it's 
Isn't he fucking adorable, this guy? You probably don't love the word adorable. He's great looking. I don't mind the word. You are. I don't mind the word adorable. Well, I'm getting this face mush. You have a perfect face and a perfect vibe. You're a cool guy. And you're really good at describing so I, 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 I also <laughs> literally rubbing her palm over Keith's face right now. I, I also have a really hard time t- accepting any form of compliment. Yeah. yeah. I'm there with you. I so. understand that. I'm trying to learn. People say good things. And then I say, um, that's very kind of you to say. Mm-hmm. So I just flip it right back to them. You're very kind. I've, I've been trying a thing where usually I just dismiss and say like, oh, really? Like if, like say if I'm doing a show. Mm hmm. Or, or 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 I have a haircut, and somebody's like, "Oh, that's nice." And I bring <laughs> a show, or I have a haircut. These are the only <laughs> two things. I love that those two things are equivalent. These are the only two things that I do frequently, frequently <laughs> in my life that other people can comment on. I've either just had a show, or I've just had a haircut. Okay, love it. Um, and somebody will say like, "Nice haircut," or "Good show," and I'll go, "Really? You think so? Because I think it was a little too long, or a little too short." <laughs> <laughs> In both cases. <laughs> That's awesome. I do, like, because I only just realized it was one time when someone had come up to me after a show. I'd been trying new material. And they said, great show. I really liked your jokes. I really liked whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I was, oh, it wasn't very good because blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, no, really. I really liked it. Yeah, I know this joke where you make them double just, compliments. It just hit me. I was like, I made them compliment me twice. Like, my insecurity is such that I have, it's like, I'm sorry. What did you say? Did you like me? Did you say you liked me? Because let me hear it again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought, that's so, that's so messed yeah. up. So since hearing your double compliment joke. Yes. I, I I only do the one, like oh really, and then and then instead of making them compliment me again, I just go oh, okay, thank you. This is what I've learned too. Even if it's really hard, and even if inside I'm like no, I'm just like thank you, because that's all they want. They just want to give you something nice and have mm-hmm. you say thanks and just accept it and move on with your lives. They don't need to know the inside of all your insecurities. That's what I always do. I think they would like it most if you internalized it and knew that you did good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do that in retrospect, even when you do the the weird I may, question? I actually, I think I may never internalize it. Because you don't know that you're lovable. Yeah. yeah. I may never know that I do. This so. is a hard thing. Lucy, how do you think Deanna and I could learn to be lovable? Or is this the new question? Okay, so th- here's an easy example. First of all, we're both wearing cute sweaters. I don't know why I think that's relevant, but it is. I think all three are relevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are actually. You are. It's I just have... that Keith and I's sweaters are so thick they're, and they're cable-y. And yours is we're we're trying to hide our body types. <laughs> we, do, we do. We do. We do. Except that I have boobs. But you have... <laughs> you have... <laughs> More boobs. But you, you, it is a sweater, but I forgot that it was a sweater because it has revealing shoulders. It does. It's my very mom cute. got it for me. Very cute. My, my lovely mother, who I, I like very Do you know much. what? Stop bragging about your upbringing. <laughs> it's really hard. <clears throat> Every time I go to visit Lucy's, Lucy's family, um, you know, I try as, as hard as possible to, to find the downside to her family. Like, all right, where's their shitty personality trait? Mm-hmm. And so far, I'm unsuccessful. And that's annoying. Do you feel jealous of it? No, no, actually, I don't. This is actually a super important point, is that the idea of being lovable, it's like super, um, it's, it's, sorry, I'll take back the like that I just No, you don't need to. 
Um, it's super easy for me because I have a lot of evidence, but that's all that it is, is evidence because of this family that I have, because of this nuclear family that I have, who I like so much Mm -hmm. and who likes me so much and who will always be there for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, um, you, you guys, for example, have a lot of unconditional love in your life, right? And it's, it's knowing that you deserve that is what makes it unconditional, do you know, let's bring this into it. You guys both know my ex and you're friends with her, Sarah. Mm-hmm. She's been on the podcast. The yes. listeners know my ex. She's lovely. Hi, Sarah. It's great. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. What's up? Shout out. She used to talk about unconditional love. <laughs> There's the sound of wine. She used to talk about unconditional love with me, like that she loved me unconditionally. And I would argue with her like, there's no reason for you to love me. Uncondi- there should be conditions on the love and the condition <laughs> should be, you know, that I treat you well or that whatever else. Like I found myself not really believing in the concept of unconditional love, but yeah. there should be conditions on love. But you should need to earn it. You should need to something. Well, do you think as, do you think if you were to have a child, do you want to have a child someday? You, you seem you to know, be a person. I think I've talked to you about this before that you're interested in having a child. Well, let's get fully into it. I'll tell you this. I'm very good with children. I love children. You are, yeah. Children love me. Um, but I let go of the idea a few years ago where I thought that should it present itself organically in my life, that's great. But it should it not, that's also fine. So the only way I see myself having children is, say, years from now, if I was with somebody that's not Carol... <laughs> Um, like some young hot thing that wanted kids maybe I could have kids but as my life is progressing now there's no it's not on the trajectory to have kids sure okay okay did that Uh, answer that well that's the thing that I would like to unpack later okay sure Uh, but no I was just gonna say like so a a couple years ago then when you wanted to have children Mm -hmm. when i was with sarah that was part of the plan that was like yeah yeah i remember domestic yeah but do you think that if you were to have a child Mm -hmm. that child would have to earn your unconditional love or do you think that that child would be born with your unconditional love no you you love children unconditionally absolutely except for Dad. Well, you're saying his bio dad didn't love Keith unconditionally? No, I think that um, probably he thinks that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but that there are certain... There's a certain amount of um, action that needs to be taken to reinforce it in the giver sure, like and the receiver. Up. Like showing up. Um, well, what's your relationship like with him now? Well, like exclusively like showing up. Oh, uh, no, I I haven't seen him since I was 10. Okay. Does he exist? Is he alive? I I think so. But he hasn't communicated with you. I had, uh, I stopped talking to him when I was 10. Because you're like, fuck you, I can't deal with this. Exactly, because of the waiting on the stoop thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, we moved houses, moved, changed numbers. And he said, what's your new address? What's your new phone number? And I said, you're not getting it. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved to Montreal, and I was about 20, so 10 years after all Mm -hmm. that, um... I, I thought, like, oh, maybe it's worth it to connect with this side of the family that I don't know. Because I didn't just lose touch with him. I lost touch with uh, an uncle and an aunt and a grandmother and a grandfather and cousins. Yeah. That all just, when I said not to you, the rest of them said, okay, well, I guess we're not your family either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I reached out at the age of 20. And, uh, and it kind of worked kind of worked. I got some response 
And then he contacted me and we had a very awkward phone conversation for the first time in 10 years. Uh, and then we had a very awkward second phone call conversation where we talked politics. It turns out he's a conservative and that was really bizarre for me. Yeah. And then he said, hey, I'm going to be in Montreal in uh, February. And we're like late December, like we're getting close to Christmas. And I was like, oh, great. And he's like, I'll call you when I'm in Montreal. And then... I'm so on edge. Then um, I go to Ireland for the summer. Okay. And I check my messages and it's like late July, August. And I check my messages from Ireland to Montreal. And I get a phone message and it's from Biodad saying, hey, happy birthday. My birthday is in May. <laughs> and I had not heard from him since December. Right. And that was the like, oh, okay. Because like, I kind of held my breath from like December throughout January, throughout February, mm-hmm. being like, maybe, like, still like that tiny kid being like, maybe he's going to come. Maybe he's going to come this time. Maybe I'll know where I come from. And then that was more than eight years ago. So mm-hmm. that's. So you haven't talked so, to him in eight years? No. And then, you know, haven't seen him in. 18 yeah yeah and what's your relationship with your stepdad like uh we 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 talk every couple of months and i see him maybe twice a year he and my mom split up when i was a teenager okay uh, but yeah i call him my dad you know he's been there since i was three mm-hmm. i refer to him as dad and not stepdad right i only say stepdad for people to follow the story of the multiple dads in my life. For the listeners. <laughs> multiple dads. It's a sitcom I'm writing. Multiple dads, dads. It really only has a cast of one. one. None yeah, of the, there's just one that's None never of the dads there. are there. <laughs> Keith and his multiple dads, dads. And there's just a picture of one guy. <laughs> it's a bartender. <laughs> Father oh, figure. So sad. <laughs> Dads are important to a boy. Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would, as, I would assume. <laughs> it was a question and a statement. I would assume they would be. I don't know. But this, this sorry, this stemmed from something else. This stemmed from another question about unconditional love. Okay. Right? And I think it was... It's not biological. Yeah, I don't think that parents... I think that the way that, that I've grown up, I don't think that... I have earned or deserve unconditional love based on my experiences okay. from biological parents. I think that's what we were circling yeah. around. So, um, you know, but, but I do think if I had a child, I would probably love it unconditionally, mm-hmm. if not abandon it. <laughs> Maybe you could do both? I don't, want to, I don't know. I'm trying to find a win-win situation for you. Unconditional love from afar. I love you unconditionally. I just cannot be there. Just don't, you know. Yeah. And once you believe it exists, you can get total stranger making you pancakes in the morning and being like, thanks, it's because I'm good. That's a diner. <laughs> you just hang out in diners and hope for the best. <laughs> Thanks for loving me. Um, you bring me pancakes? And she's like, okay. I'm just your waitress. <laughs> you love me unconditionally. <laughs> Free real fills on coffee is the unconditional love of today. That's. It's not a bad way to look at things. 
Well, now I feel much better about my childhood. I think this is it. I think this is where we wrap it up. All right. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Questionable at Best is available every Thursday at nomoradio.com. Check out the website to join in on the weekly Questionable at Best comment thread. Head over there. Talk about this stuff with us. Weigh in. Ask more questions. Answer questions. Get involved. Paint a fence. Make it happen. Join the community. I don't know if there's a community, you guys, and paint a fence is not a thing that people say, so I don't know why I just said it, but um, just go over there. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Support for the No More Radio Podcast Network comes from the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Our cool graphic was designed by Charlie Sneaker. Her work is on Instagram, charlie underscore design. That's Charlie with a Y. Do not be fooled. Our super sweet intro and outro music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by comic and renaissance man Mike Carosa. His Twitter is Mike Carosa. That's two R's, two Z's, two A's, although not sequentially. You'll figure it out. Also, I just said renaissance man. If you are listening in the UK, I say to you, renaissance man. I'm Deanne Smith. I have an internet presence. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you again next week. <laughs>